Welcome to the Talking Business Podcast, where two brothers talk about business, marketing, and everything in between. Welcome, guys. Podcast two. Straight back into it. We just want to say a big thanks to everyone who listened to and supported the first podcast. We're very overwhelmed and, yeah, just want to keep these going. So, yeah, we want to keep bringing a bit of value to you guys in each episode. And if there's any topic you'd like us to cover uh, in the upcoming episodes, just reach out and let us know. We'll be happy to talk about it. So, let's get straight into it, Brando. All right. So, today's podcast is about setting up a business and where to start. So, some of you guys might be considering starting a business or, or just want to know uh, how to start, where to start from. So we're just going to go over a few points today um, and yeah, and, and explain to you what, where, the, where to start, a few key steps that will, I guess, set yourself up for a bit of success. Okay, cool. All right. So yeah, the, the first um, area is so when you are looking to start a business, you you really want to model that solves a problem, uh, a business problem for a consumer. So yeah, it can be a product or a service. Yeah, for sure. So I guess any sort of business model, whether it be, what's a recent one, Uber or something, you know, that business model solved the problem of having to ring up for a cab or wait for a cab or, you know, the stuff around it, it streamlined that process a bit. So I guess from that, you know, the founders created a, a model that, I guess, eliminated the the ringing up and the hassle and, and the waiting time and you can do it straight from your phone. So really to start off, I guess, yeah, if you have some sort of idea or, um, you know, some sort of business idea where to get started, you really got to think, yeah, is it a product or service that someone would want or need? Um, but yeah, really, is it or, or is it solving a problem that is out there, you know? Yeah, so you, you want to get creative with it too. So you know, when you do think of an idea, you might do a bit of research and go, oh, someone's already thought of that idea. But, you know, it's about putting that different creative flair and point of difference um, when you are creating a business or, or service, um, what you're providing to the customer. So you really want to sit down and look at the value that you're bringing to them. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess another point on that as well is you want to create something, you know, you don't want to start a business just, I guess we touched on it in the first one, just to make the most money the quickest you can. You want it. You want something that's true to yourself and I guess is honest and, and, and um, yeah, it's going to be for the, for the customer. So, you know, for example, just have a quick example here. Don't, you wouldn't sell clothes that you wouldn't wear. So you wouldn't go out and start this big business and sell something that you wouldn't wear on your own back. So I guess if you have an idea or, or, or some sort of business plan in mind, just make sure that, you know, at the end of the day, you want it, you would use that product or service so you you don't want to put out something that you know oh righto this is going to make me money good as gold you want something that you're actually going to use or, or wear for example if it was yeah. clothes yeah that's good so that kind of moves into the second part of it is you know brainstorming the business model or plan because you know there might be very a lot of different variables um, in which it would work so you really want to do a bit of research um, on competitors or different businesses that are already in that uh, area so um, yeah, yeah, doing your research and definitely going. So there's your competitors. You want to go, okay, what are they doing? What's my point of difference? Where can we uh, meet in the middle so that my business stands out over theirs or it is competitive against their business model? So you've got to get creative, guys. Like, you know, you, everyone could think of a business idea, but you got to put the right steps in place. You've got to get creative. Like Tyler said, you got to have something that's a little bit different or, 
you know, something that's above and beyond from a service that's already around. It may be different. It may be based off a similar model, but just really brainstorm it and figure out how, you know, if you're thinking of a business, how is it going to work? Why, why, is, why is this going to work? Why is this going to be better than, you know, a previous problem or, or another business that's similar? So you really just got to think about those kind of things and, and just brainstorm. Think of every possible, um, just every possible thing that could go wrong, could go right and just get creative. So you really know where your business will stand in the market um, and where you guys will come in. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so like it even it comes down to, you know, providing great customer service, um, whether it be in like a traditional retail space or even an online business, you want to give the customer that's coming to your business, landing on your page or coming into your store or even the service you're providing. If it's a service-based business, what service, what level of service are you providing? You want to go above and beyond. So that is a point of difference when you are um, researching with your competitors. What are they doing now? How can I do that a little bit better than them? so that I get repeat business or more customers. I guess Tyler and I will know we used to work, our uni jobs were in retail and I think for both, we used to work for different places, but I guess the same um, concept could be applied, you know, our our businesses that we worked in, you know, service was massive. You know, if you didn't serve someone or, or you didn't give them, you know, that service straight from the get-go, they're going to walk out and you're going to lose that customer. So yeah. Think that's a good good point there yeah as well. and i'll even give an example on that like people used to come and see me in my job uh, at footlocker when i was at university let's say oh i went down to another business or come from somewhere else and they gave poor service so um if you are going above and beyond they will come back to you every time and you know we did have a lot of repeat business off that so people come back and go oh i was in here seeing xyz person last time are they here they gave me good service so they'll come back just to see an individual person so you can see how that in the whole broad scheme can improve your business model um, and increase your sales as well as your business reputation all right that moves on to the next one um, this is kind of basic concept we learned at university uh, it's called a SWOT analysis. So for those of you who don't know what a SWOT analysis is, um, it's S-W-O-T. So it stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So this is just a very run-in-the-mill basic tool that you can literally just draw on a piece of paper. Um, doesn't have to be anything fancy. You don't have to get charts and, and go all out. But it's just really a basic um, overview that you can see in front of you. So where you start, you go strength. So why am I creating the business? What is the what's the strength here? What's the selling point? How is this going to be, you know, why is a customer going to want this product or service? So you just list out the strengths of the potential business opportunity, um, stack them up. I'm sure if you think it's going to be a good business, you're going to, that's probably going to be the biggest box um, of your SWOT analysis. Um, but then the hardest part would be the next one would be moving on to the weaknesses, I think, because when you're kind of starting out any sort of business or, or trying to think of a, a cool or different way to start a business, you, you think it's all going to be, you know, it's all going to be sunshine and butterflies straight away, but it's really not. So you got to just think, what are the weaknesses? What could potentially go wrong um, for this business? So you really just got to be honest to yourself in this. Don't go, oh, I've got 10 strengths and no weaknesses because this is going to be the best business model because that's just... It's not really true. So if you, I'll pass over to you, Todd, just to talk about opportunities and threats. Yeah, so opportunities, I'll, I'll start with saying, so yeah, opportunities in the marketplace. So where you might see that there's a gap um, between where you think your business might be if you're starting out or if you're buying an established business. 
Um, where's an opportunity that you can stand out? So um, identify gaps in the market where, where you can make your point a difference, like we said, um, and you know, have that little bit more of a competitive advantage over um, the other business or other businesses in the area doing something similar. Um, and then, yeah, what about for threats? Threats, yeah, I guess this probably is a little bit similar to weaknesses. But threats, what, what are your threats? This will pro- most likely be if it's already a similar business model. So it'll be your competitors or, or um, yeah, yeah, something outside that could affect the business in a negative way. So, for example, um, there used to be a local um, grocery market in Rockhampton. I can't think what it was called. And it used to be across the road from Woolies. We learned this from one of our uni lecturers at uni, actually. Um, and they, they just specialised in local produce and um, yeah, helping out the local farmers. But the only problem was Woolies was down the road and their prices were, um, you know, Woolies would half the prices of the, of the stock and it wasn't local. But, you know, that was a threat to their business and they eventually did go out of business, unfortunately, because, yes, an outside factor. So, for example, Woolworths, um, you know, halving their prices. And then, you know, as soon as this local business was out of business, they would put their prices back up. So I guess that is just one example, but, you know, it could be any sort of threat, um, yeah, whether it be financial or, or something that's going to impact the business in a negative way. So you really just got to think about what could possibly go wrong and just jot it down on your little chart just so you can kind of evaluate, you know, compare that to your strengths, compare that to your opportunities, weaknesses, etc. So, um, that's just a little basic analysis that you can do there when you're getting started. Doesn't like I said, doesn't have to be in depth, but it just gives you a little bit of an overview of where you're going, um, and just to see if the business is actually achievable. You might write this list down and think in your head, "Oh, this is awesome," but then you 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 know you finally weigh this in. You you might have some people giving you some opinions left, right, center, and you know, might weigh it up and go, mm, "Maybe the weaknesses or the threats." Outweigh, Out, outweigh the strengths yeah, yeah. so yeah yeah so um, moving forward there um, the next step I'd say and it's probably one of the most important steps is actually creating a, a business plan so um, talking about everything from operations to branding marketing sales how the whole thing's going to fit and come together so um, you really want to unpack the business plan so when when you write it you can write it all in one hit um, with all your ideas, but then at the end, you need to pull it away, even say print it out, unpack it, and then you know put, put it all together and say, how's this business actually going to work from when I first start the business to achieving the first sale, which is an important step. When it- yeah, I guess, and you got to weigh up, I don't know what sort of business it may be, every di- business is different, but you know, you got to say, am I going to be the only person working? Am I going to have to employ other people? Um, does it have to be in a shop or do I have to set up an online store? So you kind of got to get from where you start and where you want to be, I guess, in a sort of plan and just connect the dots and, and outline righto to be able to, um, to be able to create a shirt. I want to, I have to do X, Y, Z, but then to get it to Australia, I have to do this, this, that. Um, then I got to set up, you know, social media it's all the logistics that you got to think about which you might not have thought about when you're first starting the business out so they are actually hard thoughts hard questions you're going to get um, when you are creating your business and your business plan um, that'll come along with that yeah so that's just i guess a basic sort of again it doesn't have to be too fancy but you know if you get this far in the process that it's all going to go ahead you really just want to 
make sure the plan's solid so you know how to get from start to reach the customer in the end. Uh, so that's that's it for that one. We'll go on to the next one, Tol. You want to get this one kicked Yeah, so, so coming up with the brand, so business name, logo, brand, color, feels, you know, the design, what sort of brand image you want. So we can probably use um, our own business, so promotional as an example. So um, when coming up with a business name, it's actually <laughs> harder than you think when you've got someone else. If it's just by yourself, obviously you can bounce a few ideas off friends, family, um, see what sort of vibe they're feeling. Um, it, what name's going to suit the business the best and represents what services or products you're going to sell. So um, I can even say in the uh, in the creative phase for starting up our digital marketing agency with Brandon, you know, like we did brainstorm a lot of brand names, um, you know, what, what kind of suits and tailors the message we're trying to convey to potential customers and clients. So you want something that represents, yeah, your product or service in a way um, that people will know straight away looking at the name that that's what the business does or it's kind of in touch with what they're doing. Yeah, I guess when we first started, we bounced around plenty of plenty of names and whatnot. We went back and forth going, nah, that's shit. Oh, no, nah, I don't like that. And yeah. To be honest, you just got to, you know, there's going to be terrible ones. There's going to be good ones. You just got to just one that goes with your vision and, you know, get the colors, get the idea, get the feel out there for where you want to take your business. Um, and then you all put it in place there. So we've got some, um, a few tools just to help people getting started that um, are very simple um, from, from yeah, getting a logo made or, or, or coming up with ideas for branding and, and social media posts. So um, there's one called, there's a website called Fiverr out there. So some of you might already know it, but it's just a, it's like a freelancing website where you go on, say you're looking for a logo or um, yeah, looking for someone to- Anything, someone to make a video promo for your business and it's kind of outsourcing. So a lot of it is outsourcing to you know countries like Philippines and India where their cost is a little bit lower. So if you're not looking to go within Australia and blow your whole budget on something small like a logo on that, but you still do want something professional, um, yeah, fiverr.com with two R's on the end um, is definitely somewhere to start if you do have a low budget um, and, you, and you do want to get your business kicked up straight away um, with some professional designs that can definitely help out. Um, and, and another free resource, you maybe look, look, you maybe go, oh, I want to create a logo myself or some of the branding stuff. I've got some ideas in my head which I can't really get out um, on paper or write to someone that I think they'll be able to achieve. So um, canva.com is a free, it's a free tool, um, it has limitations on the free version, but if you are just starting out, there's definitely um, heaps of templates and ideas which you can think like bounce off your own ideas and create yourself. Um, that's a good place to start anyway. And you know, even if you did create them there in the start and then go, okay, I wanna get this done up professionally, there is the chance to go, okay, well, I might take it to Fiverr, or if you do wanna to go to a professional graphic design person, maybe within Australia for you know a little bit better quality, then yeah, that's an option there too. Yeah, I guess everyone, when they start, you have the idea in your head. I guess we've probably done the same maybe for our old business, but we'd think of some logos or, or some form of creative. I would personally write it down or, or do a little sketch of what I thought I liked and thought looked nice. Yeah, then go to somewhere like Fiverr search through and and you know pick out a few designers that mate that looks like that they'll accomplish your style um and yeah it's you don't have to like tyler said you don't have to spend your whole budget it's um yeah it's pretty easy you just you let them know you get it back in a few days 
Uh, but you can, yeah, take the professional look and, and go for an um, agency in Australia. But yeah, it's, it's going to cost you a bit more money. So I guess just to kind of go over where, where to start, that's a good starting point. You know, you may work down in the future and want something that's a bit more clean and a bit more seamless across all platforms. Uh, but just to get started, yeah, canva.com and Fiverr with two R's. Yeah, definitely great tools there to get you started. All right, moving on. So yeah, yeah. The next, we'd say the next point is you know picking your niche and promoting your point of difference, which we did touch on a little bit earlier. So especially, and I'll use our business for an example again. So um, you know, our point of difference for our digital marketing business is helping small businesses grow their digital landscape. Um, and you know, some small businesses, a lot of in the CQ area, which we've deal with. You know, their digital presence um, may not exist at all. So it's really just about getting it kick-started and, and getting their name out there a bit more. Because as you know, traditional brick and mortar um, businesses, especially, you know, they're, they're kind of phasing out um, with the whole digital era coming in. So um, getting all these businesses online and heard to potential customers who may not have heard of them at all before is definitely beneficial for all local businesses. Because, you know, they are just traditional families and their family businesses. So um, you know, we do like resonate with local businesses. We are uh, went to school and grew up with a lot of families who own local businesses in the area. So that is really our underlying passion um, for our business. And that's kind of why we've picked that niche. We do, we do enjoy helping those sort of businesses, but you know, it's kind of a little soft spot in our heart with, with helping them grow. Yeah. I might elaborate on that a bit more. So I guess Rocky's kind of um, you know, it's been through ups and downs for businesses, whether it's indirectly or directly affected by um, farming, mining, etc. But yeah, there's all those businesses out there. Yeah, they might have a presence on, um, you know, Facebook, Instagram and the likes um, or, or yellow pages, something very basic like that. But these, yeah, like Tyler said, these businesses are family run businesses and they don't have the money to go to a massive marketing company and spend thousands of dollars a week on stuff that, you know, I guess they might not see the return on it. It would be great for their business. They just don't have that capital there. So where we kind of come in, we've seen that there was that little gap in the market, um, which is where we've kind of wedged into, you know, that they're big enough that they can afford um, some form of marketing, but, you know, they don't have all the capital in the world to go spend thousands and thousands of dollars. So we come in that we're affordable. You know, we actually, yeah, we have the passion that we want to make these small businesses thrive um, yeah, without charging the world. So that's kind of, I guess, a little example how that's our niche. That's what our point of difference is. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So we still want to be able to give that great service and give them, you know, give them what they want and get their digital platforms and presence set up, but not without the big, the big price. So yeah, that is where we come in and that's where we specialize. So people always ask, you know, what's the price? Um, but you can never give them a direct answer because every client's different. So every client has different wants and needs for what their actual business needs right now. Um, and that may be different to your business or another business over here. So, you know, there's never a specific price. We do tailor our prices um, to each individual client because they all are personal and um, different. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. So um, I guess the last point we've got here, we just had a little few, um, a few dot points um, listed down here, but just uh, going off what we said in the first podcast and we've got down here, just get started. So, you know, just some advice if you want to know where to start, I guess, the few steps that we've outlined today. But at the end of the day, just get started and you'll pick it up along the way. Like there's a lot of 
a lot of things that you might not know at the start and you'll learn along the way. And um, like we said, yeah, you'll make a few mistakes, but you know, you learn from those mistakes, but just get started as long as you have a few of those, um, yeah, a few of those steps put in place. You just, you get started and, and, and go from there. Cool. All right. Well, we're, we're coming towards the end of the second podcast. Um, we're just going to do a small Q&A at the end here. Um, just some people who have asked some questions. So um, I'll kick the first one off, um, Brandon. So um, why is digital marketing so important, especially for local businesses? Yeah. So that's a good question. I don't know who asked that one, but that's a good question. Yeah. So really just, just to really put their name out there, they might be the best, they might be the best mechanic or they might be the best um, you know, whatever business it is. But if, if there's no, if no one knows about it, then, you know, it's kind of pointless in a way. Yeah, it's going to thrive off, um, you know, people talking about it word of mouth. But if no one can see the product or service in front of them, it's, it's going to be really hard for the business to thrive, especially in a local community like CQ. So being on social media, having marketing, um, yeah, whether it be on you know, Facebook, Instagram, etc. Yeah, just have just having that presence is alone without even putting money, like excessive amount of money behind it. It's definitely going to be beneficial. Yeah, so it's a place where people can find your business. So people are Google searching your business or a service they want. You want to be there for it to pop up and them go, okay, I might consider this business. I might look at their reviews and go, okay, this place got good reviews. I'm going to give them a go, give them a call. But if you're not set up at all. On any digital platforms and someone's google searching that's where you want to be that's you want to be there when someone's searching for your business and especially you know be up on the first page or come across when they are searching for it so yeah you're, you're in the contention to get their money at the end of the day yeah long gone are the days where i don't know if everyone remembers just yeah the old school um what is it yellow pages book yeah. that you'd get at every house i guess probably our parents and and, and people that are a little bit older they would flick through those books back in the day and go, oh, I want to get, I want to go to a hairdresser. Let's look up hairdressers. And, and I think they might even been in, oh, I think alphabetical order. I can't even remember. Yeah, I remember they will thicker than a, than almost a dictionary at some stages. Definitely. I guess it died off towards the start of the digital era, but yeah, long gone are those days. People can get on their smartphone, either ask Siri or um, yeah, have a quick search and see where they want to um, spend their money and find business. Yeah, and that's I guess that's the importance of yeah having a website. So if you don't have a website or any sort of social media, and someone searches in um, what's the best or coffee shop near me, and you're not on there, they're not going to find you. They're not going to go to your business. So really, it's, yeah, it's really just important um, yeah to be out there and be in front of everyone. Cool. All right. So the next question is: uh, Will digital marketing replace all forms of traditional marketing in the future? Um, so for example, you know, TV, radio advertisements, uh, even things like billboards. So, um, I'd even say, you know, billboards, um, still, are used by bigger companies like Apple, um, even just drive around Brisbane today, TikTok, um, all those sorts of big companies that are promoting, you know, their mainstream message or new products. They're definitely going to throw money at that because they know people are looking at it, but they're also products that people use every day. Like, you know, even if they've done no marketing, they're still going to have sales in the grand scheme of it. But yeah, so the question is, yeah, will the digital marketing um, replace all traditional marketing such as yeah, TV and radio in the future? I think yes and no. Like there's always going to be TV. There's always going to be radio. Well, I think in our lifetime anyway, I think maybe TVs was probably, I think it'll phase out, um, you know, in the next decade or so, purely based on the fact that, you know, you get home, 
you 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 turn on Netflix and you watch a series or or whatever. You, you don't, no one's really it's it's becoming yeah. less and less that people are coming home and flicking on the the seven news and and watching all the ads. Like people watch TV for a purpose. That's to catch up on Netflix or or some sort of service. They like might that. watch their TV shows and then as soon as an ad goes on, and I I'm guilty of it myself. You go straight on your phone or go do something something else until it comes back on. Like no one literally sits there and watches all the TV ads. And even if you are sitting there watching it, you're not really listening. It's just going straight over your head. Like it's essentially in the back of your mind, the, the messages might be there, but in the grand scheme of it, nah, it's, it's not really, I don't think, yeah, not, not from a local put point of view, like that, that's definitely not going to be um, in the future. Um, but yeah, just not for that. And personally for radio as well, like you and I, Tyler, we listen to Triple J. They don't really have ads as well. So no, none at all. for us, like, if we were like our business, say we had the capital, TV and radio is quite expensive, but we wanted to do that, wouldn't really be relevant to us because for one, like it was the first point, don't um, you know, don't create something you wouldn't do. So why would we put marketing on TV if we only watch Fox Sports to watch a footy game or watch Netflix or something like that? Like I think maybe in the future, those sort of platforms like Netflix and that, they might do their own sort of um you know advertising it but that would cost you an arm and a leg no doubt yeah but yeah just it's i think it's just changed so much and it's still going to change like you could listen back to this in a couple years and i could be completely wrong you know yeah yeah definitely and i will say with the traditional avenues like yeah your your message might be broadcasted to thousands and thousands of people but those people you don't actually know who you're targeting to or you're marketing to like they're just getting sent out and people that might not even be interested in your business that's who the message is going to. And that's not who you want your message to go to. Whereas digital platforms like Facebook, Google marketing, all that type of stuff, you can um, actually narrow down who you want to target. Like I could target mums that are 40 and have kids on Facebook that like, like soccer. Like you can target that detailed. And if that's your audience, then you can literally target those people with paid advertisement. Whereas if you're going to TV or radio, they're going out to thousands and thousands of Karens that not even interested in your business. So why spend all that money when you can't get measurable results or you're not targeting the people that you actually want and you know that are interested in your business? Yeah, I think that's the big sell. Like if you're trying to, for a business like us, just say if we're trying to um, you know, help out a business for someone who's a little bit old school, they might not see the value they're going oh well you know tv and radio has always worked for me in newspaper it's not really there's no really newspapers anymore yeah. in rocky but you know this has always worked for me i don't want this new shit facebook i don't know how to work that so i guess that's probably the big sell you can get targeted results to people who are actually going to be interested in your stuff not just throwing out a big fish net and hoping for the best yeah yeah definitely all right cool yeah we've got one more uh, question here so um, I'll feed this over to you first, Brandon. So what's your best advice for advertising if you are just starting out with a new business or just starting at advertising your business that's already existing? Um, just keep it simple, really. Like don't, you don't have to get fancy. You don't have to get all sexy and, and, and try something that's out there. Just keep it simple. Keep it true to your business. Um, yeah, don't, don't, go, don't go silly on it. Just as long as it's relevant and consistent with what your product or service is, or just, yeah, your overall brand feel, just keep it simple would yeah. be what I would say for anyone starting out. Yeah, and, and I'll say on that one, so uh, my best advice for if you are just starting out, find the platform that like your customers are going to. So, you know, if it's like a local service, then Google is 
where your people are. People are Google searching your business. Find a mower man near me. So you want the best keywords. You want to be on Google's first page um, and that's free. And then you can put sponsored ads, Google AdWords and try to get your brand at the top of the Google search when people are looking into it. But even if you had, you know, a business like, um, I don't know, say like a dancing school or something where you, your audience is younger people, whether it be girls or boys, Say you're running ads or a promotion for your business. You want to be on like Snapchat and, and TikTok are just starting to introduce sponsored ads, but get on Snapchat. That's where all the younger kids are. So yeah, definitely get on the platforms that you know that your potential customers are on and are going to engage with your business. So that would probably be my tip um, for that last Q&A question. So yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well, I think that covers a few, like I said, basic but very important uh, points when starting a business, just knowing where to start. So, you got anything yeah. else you might add? For no, I'll up? just say like, yeah, if there is, um, you know, anyone listening that has questions or, um, you know, something we said we didn't go into too much detail of, reach out to us and, you know, we're, we're always happy to help people and just answer questions. Um, we don't want we don't want to steal your money. We just, just we'll help you out for free, give you advice, you know, like, um, anyone starting out, we've we've done it a couple times now with um few businesses. So um and even even we've helped a few other businesses start their business from scratch. So um reach out, ask a question if you got some. Yeah, we'll be happy to help you out. But um yeah, that wraps up our second podcast. So um thanks to everyone who's tuned in and listening so far. We do appreciate it, and uh, we'll keep bringing these out to you guys. So uh, peace till next time. Thanks, guys.